ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic. Welcome back to episode 18 of Uncovering Disney Magic. I'm here with my husband, Zach. Bonjour. I'm Rachel. I didn't say that right, but that's okay. On this episode, we are going to do a trip recap for a, what, 36-hour trip? No, we were there for a while. We were there 48 hours? Thursday, came home Sunday. A whole 48-hour 72? 72. That's, like, unprecedented yeah. for us. Uh, anyway, we're going to do a Walt Disney World long weekend trip recap um that we took a couple weeks ago to celebrate my birthday so before we get started just want to give you some mousekeeping updates if you haven't heard disney released three summer travel discounts so these include 25 percent off a room rate for vacations from memorial day to the end of august plus a free Disney gift card with the value determined by your resort and the length of your stay. So something a little bit different and that little bit extra incentive. The second one is a free quick service meal per person per night at a value or moderate resort. Again, from Memorial Day weekend to middle of August. And finally, free dining for Disney Visa card holders for most nights August 1st through August 21st. So if that's something that you're in the mood to investigate, shoot me an email at rachel at small world big fun so we can get started learning about those. And also recently announced by Disney Parks, a new table service restaurant will be coming to Hollywood Studios and it will be in Toy Story Land. Um, it will be called Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Now it is hinted that if you have been there before, whenever you walk into Toy Story Land, there's a big sign, Welcome to Toy Story Land. Um, and Woody is right there on your right-hand side, and the restaurant should be on your right-hand side as you're walking in. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one just because Toy Story Land really needs some air conditioning, so <laughs> that'll be a good place to like Hopefully. sit. If, it, if a table service restaurant is not air-conditioned, holy moly. Never know. All right, moving on. I know we don't talk about it much, but this is a pretty good thing, so we should talk about it. Universal Studios in Orlando is, what, a half hour, 15 minutes from it Disney? depends on depends traffic, on traffic we, yeah. in the time of day. Um, they're having a promotion right now, buy two days of park tickets and get three days free. So there are a couple of blackout dates, but it really applies for the rest of the year. So if you're looking for a summer vacation, fall break, anything like that, Universal definitely does not require as much planning that Disney does. So if you're looking for a more short notice getaway, this is a pretty good deal uh, to take advantage of. And bouncing back to Disney news, 
Um, also just announced they're going to be starting what they're calling now Extra Extra Magic Hours. Not to confuse you with Extra Magic Hours or Early Morning Magic. So, it, But it will confuse you. So <laughs> here, here's what we know so far, and I'll give you a quick update on it. Um, it will be going on at Disney's Hollywood Studios daily from September 1st through November 2nd. Uh, they will be the... This will all be in the morning. So these ones actually go from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. So all you early morning risers, um, God bless you if you (laughs) want to be there at 6 a.m., but you can if you're staying on property. Um, That will include the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge rides. Um, We'll just ride for right now. But access to the land. Correct. And then also Toy Story uh, land attractions and then other select attractions around the park. Um, Disney's Animal Kingdom will be offering the same extra, extra magic hours daily August 29th through November 2nd. Those will be from 7 to 8 a.m. and those will be featuring the rides in Pandora. Magic Kingdom will be also offering them. They will be going from August 29th through November 2nd as well from 7 to 8 a.m. And those, um, I don't know if those are the, is every ride or if it's just Fantasyland. Um, or maybe Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, but we these are the little bits that we know right now, and as more information comes available, we will let you guys know. Yeah, I, I guess I'm super curious to hear if that means that like Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom are going to open at 8 a.m. every day. Yeah, and that's that true. Because right that now nobody they're... else can get into Hollywood Studios until nine. Because right. I mean, that's the thing. It's It sounds crazy, and God bless the cast members that are willing to wake up to be there for the park open to open at six. But this is a really good deal if you are staying on property. I mean, this like you have three hours advantage. That's a big deal. So take advantage of it. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, six a.m. might be a little bit early, but if it's something that you're committed to, it'll be cool and it'll be dark. And probably not as crowded. So. Right. And, and also to note regarding the Star Wars um, early morning extra, extra magic hours. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned that it starts daily starting September 1st. Now, um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge actually opens August 29th. And from August 29th through August 31st, Hollywood Studios will be open at 6 a.m. for all guests. For like 42 so hours I a would, day. I would love to see Rope Drop on August 29th at 6 a.m. I would. I mean, that would be... I'm sure we'll be up watching it somewhere <laughs> on Twitter. I would love but... to see the storming of that place whenever that I don't happens. know. I, I feel like... And we were there, actually, when Pandora opened. Mm-hmm. We got to go early because we're annual pass holders. And then we got to go... Um, we, you, we, we were there yep. the day that, that it opened. And I thought it was going to be chaos. And it really wasn't. It was busy. It was busy. But it was controlled. It was controlled At busy. At no I, point I, was I like overwhelmed by, oh my gosh, this is just mass chaos. There's people everywhere. I remember we had a fast pass for um, Flight of passage. passage on that day. And I think the line was three, maybe four hours. Might have been longer than that, but it didn't. It, it, it didn't seem like there were <laughs> that many people there, but of course there were. Well, the queue but is so long inside. They did a good job of of making sure people were moving and not clogging up all the areas. I guess we. Can I say. thought, and maybe I'm incorrect. If my sister listens to this, she'll be able to correct me. But I'm pretty sure that the queue inside, so like the standby line inside, can hold. 
four hours worth of people. Yeah, that sounds right. I thought that's what they said. Yeah, it's just a matter of if they have it all open. And I'm sure they did that day. Right. So, yeah, and one of the good things, too, is that um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is kind of tucked into the back of Hollywood Studios. So it's not like you're going to walk into the front of the park and people are just going to be totally bombarded by Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see how the flow of traffic goes with regards to that because they are talking that there's going to be a one-way-in, one-way-out of the land. So supposedly they're going to be making people go into the land um, through Streets of America, which is over by uh, Muppet Vision, and then exiting through Toy Story Land. Um, We'll see how that goes, I guess, um, if people are able to follow that with there being two entrances into Star Wars Land. But, I mean, it is Disney. They 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 know what they're doing. You'd hope they'd have a plan I mean, they're... They decided to use masking tape to block off the parade route. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, it's as simple as that. So, okay. Um, Moving on from all of that. Pretty exciting stuff. We'll keep you informed as we know more. Um, So, my birthday is Thursday, April 11th. So, if anybody wants to get me a present next year, that's my birthday. Um, We plan to go to Disney that night. Correct. Like we were gonna get in at like what nine thirty or ten. Yeah, we were, or something spo- like we were that. supposed to leave Cleveland at about five thirty or so. We were gonna go to work um, for the first half of the day and then leave in the evening. But we were on one of those Max Eight Air Max Air Eight. Yeah, Max, Max Eight Max Eight something uh, airplanes through Southwest, and so our flight got canceled probably two weeks before we traveled, which is kind of a bummer but also really great because most people it doesn't sound like have had two weeks to change their plans so we had ample time to change our plans and we decided that the best uh course of action for us was to wake up at 4 a.m get to the airport and spend the whole day (laughs) in disney so we did that we arrived to orlando around 12 30 and we went right from the airport. Uh, we rented a car and checked into All Star Sports. Right. Yeah. We we just decided um, originally we were going to be staying off property for that first night because we were supposed to get there late. Um, but we decided actually actually no we didn't. We decided we were going to stay. You told me that we were going to stay right. there Thursday because f- it was my birthday. And we found the the room because we had a room booked at a courtyard. But then I found that. All-Star Sports is actually less expensive than staying at the courtyard. So it's like, well, we'll stay on property for your birthday. Um, So we got to All-Star Sports and checked in. We actually had a room ready. We were in the baseball section of the hotel. Um, But I remember whenever we checked in, you actually got your birthday button. Shout out to the really nice man at the counter. His name was Ryan. Yeah, he He was like, are you guys here celebrating anything? And I wasn't going to say anything because I just wasn't. And Zach did that stupid, like, "Eh I know something you don't know. And, like, looked at me and he's like, actually, it's her birthday. So the very sweet man went in the back and got me a I'm celebrating um, birthday button. And so I guess we can talk about those for a second. They have a couple different kinds. So I'm celebrating first visit um some sort of either anniversary or it's, it's ha- happily, happily ever after, ever after. Yep. and what's the other one when, it's blue there is there is just a happy birthday i think there is a i'm oh, celebrating and okay and then happy, happy birthday. birthday you're right so i got a happy birthday not that i'm celebrating um but 
when you go to Disney and you're celebrating something, they really do go out of their way to be excited for you. So when you get a button, it doesn't cost anything extra to get this button. They'll write your name on it or I'm celebrating 25 years of marriage or I'm celebrating graduating from college or it's my first visit, 2019, whatever. Um, so you get that and then it's cool because people can celebrate with you. So if you're at dinner, they'll sing to you sometimes or if you're just walking through the park, cast members will say happy birthday and characters are more fun to interact with and just if you're weird like me and you're just walking by someone with a birthday button and you yell happy birthday, uh, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. So you want to talk about the hotel? Right. So All-Star Sports, this was... Um our second time staying at one of the all-star resorts we also stayed at all-star music um so there's also also all-star movies now these three resorts i guess you can call a campus like resort um all three of those are closely together and intertwined they all have larger than life theming you can call it um we based as I, on based on music and sports right ding 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 <laughs> Um, so as I said, we were staying in the baseball section and the pool right outside of our room was themed after a baseball stadium. So we didn't spend very much time at the resort. Um, we checked out the food court. I don't think we ever got anything to eat there. Um, but we did walk through it a few times. And after we did that, we headed over to Magic Kingdom and we were in the park by 2 p.m. Uh, so whenever we first got there, um, I haven't e- I hadn't eaten yet for the day. It was uh, I am not a very big person when it co- I'm not a very big person. I don't eat at all whenever I'm flying. So yeah, I was gonna say let's not <laughs> sugarcoat that. You're so terrible I at do flying. I do not eat whenever I'm gonna be getting on an airplane. So uh, as soon as we got there, we headed over. We went to the lunching pad, which is in Tomorrowland, underneath uh, the entrance to the People Mover. And the, um, what are those called? The Astro Orbiters. So Zach I got, was chanting, I want a hot dog. Yeah, I want so a hot dog. <laughs> so that's what we did. So we I got a hot dog, dog and Rachel got a uh, large pretzel. So that's what we did for that part. And then you can take over what we did in the park. Yeah, so we didn't do a whole lot um, because we, I guess I'll jump ahead for a second. We had tickets, my birthday gift from Zach, aside from going to Disney were tickets to um, After Hours at Magic Kingdom. So we didn't really need to spend a ton of time waiting in line and doing rides and all that kind of stuff. But we did jump on Buzz Lightyear, uh, went over to Under the Sea with Little Mermaid, and then I, I took a lot of pictures for social media. I did a couple live videos, all that kind of stuff. So then from there we headed back to the hotel to change for dinner because we were headed to Disney Springs to go to... Maria and Enzo's, which I recommend. We've been, we've been we, going there a lot recently. Yeah, talk really about good. it all the time, refer people there all the time. Um, but when we got to, so we got to Disney Springs a little bit early just because we did. And you found oh, yeah, was, like this was, secret patio I was, thing. I was watching uh, some of the vloggers on YouTube and somebody was talking about their top three places to get a drink at Disney Springs and their number one was on top of Paddlefish, which is a seafood restaurant that is shaped after a large, large boat on the water. Um, come to realize that there is a lounge on the very top of it that you can uh, take stairs all the way up, and there's a full bar, and they actually have their full 
uh, menu there as well if you want to eat. But it has great views of all of Disney Springs. You're able to see um, from one side to the other. So we went up there and we sat down and relaxed for probably about 10 or 15 minutes before we headed over to dinner. Yeah, so that, I mean, that was cool. We did. We actually didn't eat anything or drink anything. We just, no, we just sat, sat there, there and for relaxed, a couple minutes. Yeah. Uh, so we went to Maria and Enzo's, and I tell people all the time that I've never had anything bad there. Uh, the streak continues because I tried something new. I got chicken sausage ragu, which was basically Alfredo pasta, but they had, like, these... It, it was almost like a tortellini, but it didn't have anything in it. But you could tell that the noodles were homemade, and they were really good. I don't know what you think. I, got, I just had, I had the spaghetti and meatballs. Their, their spaghetti, I believe, is made in-house. But it is... It's really... It might be the best pasta on property. And actually, it is the best pasta, in my opinion, on property. Um, but yeah, I just had the spaghetti and large meatball. <laughs> it's, it's one large meatball, probably the size of a, a softball. Yeah, so um, back to the birthday button. Um, the the lady that was our waitress saw that I was celebrating my birthday. So her and what, like six other yeah, it hosts was and hostesses and busboys and everybody um, came over and sang happy birthday to me in Italian. And I got a mini cannoli, which made me so happy because... I really enjoyed the cannoli last time, but I had a free birthday cupcake at Sprinkles, so I wasn't going to get a cannoli, and then she showed up with a mini cannoli, and I was like, this and if they is offer it great. to you, you got it. Yeah, like, what it. was I supposed to do, not eat the birthday cannoli? So, definitely ate that, and then I went over to Sprinkles to get my free rewards member birthday cupcake, which... It was also great, and then by the time we made it, like, halfway down the street, I had such a stomach ache that like, I didn't even know what to do with myself. So, um, we I wanted to go over to Magic Kingdom to catch the fireworks, and then, like I mentioned earlier, we had tickets to the special event uh, after hours at Magic Kingdom. So, you can't go directly from Disney Springs to a theme park, So Magic Kingdom is by far the easiest one because there are three resorts on the monorail loop that you can pick pick from, and whichever bus comes first, you can just jump on it. So we headed to Magic Kingdom by the way of the Polynesian, um, and you hung out and did some stuff. I was going to say, I walked around for a little bit. Took some pictures. Right. And after that, we we headed up on, got on the monorail, um, and we were able to check in. They had a special... Uh, ticket gate for us to check in uh, for the event because they give you a wristband because once the park closes to the normal day guests we're the only ones to get on the ride and that's how they that's how they identify you right they have different wristband colors every night so they know who's getting on rides if you're able to stay on them or whatnot right so um after hours at Magic Kingdom, like we continue to mention, is a special ticket event at Magic Kingdom. They have them at Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios as well. Uh, this is the first one that we had been to, or the the only park we've been to for this event, and it is worth every single penny that you pay. Um, so you can get in at four. I don't know what. Or you t- could get in I at think six. It's, seven. it's either six or well, seven. Because, oh, that's true because it's later. Right. 
So um, you can get in a little bit early. So this is a good option for people that maybe want to just go hang out at the pool at the resort or go over to the water parks for the day and then go into a park. Um, when we were there, tickets were $115 per person. So it's a little bit more expensive, but what you don't pay for a park ticket, you subsidize that money a little bit to pay for the special ticket event. So it ran from 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. And it includes beverages like water bottles and pop and snacks like popcorn, ice cream bar. Was it pretzels? Or was it just pop, popcorn no, and ice cream? I think it was just popcorn and ice cream. Okay. But they did have, um, we'll talk about it in a little bit. They still also had the ice cream parlor open on Main Street and Casey's open. Yeah, so you could buy hotel, other so. things if you wanted them. Correct. Um, but when we were there, it seriously is possible to do all of Magic Kingdom in three hours. So the only things that weren't open were the Carousel of Progress, Hall of Presidents, and the stage shows. But other than that, all of the other rides and attractions and character meet and greets like Ariel and um, the Princess Royal Hall were all open. So seriously, I mean, like I cannot we, speak highly of this enough. We really did do everything. Um, we didn't do everything, but we could have done everything in the three hours. Yeah, I didn't want to ride there, Splash Mountain because it's cold. Right. There was the longest wait we had on a ride. Um, was 10 minutes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And really five minutes of it was just walking through the queue. So, I mean, the first ride we went on was Big Thunder Mountain at like 10.15. And our train was not full of people. Like, literally, it was only half full. So that just goes to show how exclusive, I guess you can say, the event mm-hmm. is. Or how little of crowds there are. Right. And I guess the other thing, so we walked on every other ride that we wanted to do. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Um, And then as I was going to say earlier, whenever we were walking out of the park, I think we left at about midnight. Um, Because we had been up since 4 a.m. Right. And we ate dinner at 6 o'clock, so I was actually hungry again. So I stopped at Casey's and got a hot dog on the way out of the park. Yeah, so another thing that's cool about the special ticket event is the photo pass photographers are still out and about. So um, I don't know if anybody has seen on the internet, and maybe I should make this the thumbnail photo. Um, They had the pictures of the lantern, so you get to stand there and hold uh, one of Rapunzel's floating lanterns, and they take your picture. And so we were walking by... And I saw the the photo pass, and I'm like, holy crap, get in line. There's like three people. So we get in line, and Zach is pissed. I mean, well, there's all just this, this so is when we're supposed mad. to go on rides. But, like, this isn't out all the time. And if it is, it's like an hour standby line. So I was like, we're getting in line, and we're yeah, doing this. Yeah, there's two-hour lines for Seven Doors so, Mine Train. seriously, he was so bitter, but he was a good sport, and he did it anyway. So... That was nice of him. But um, so we were getting ready to leave and there were still photographers going down Main Street. So the only the only disadvantage that I could think of is that it's dark. So if you want a picture, it's a little bit more difficult to get it because everything around you is nighttime right so and that's the advantage of having the photo pass people is because they are able to get 
um, the lighting correct, whereas if us were taking a picture on our phone, it's not going to be the same quality as it would be if they were the ones taking it. Yeah, but we also took some pictures on Main Street, and there were like zero people in our picture behind us, so that was cool. And the guy was really nice. I mean, they almost, like I haven't met one that wasn't nice, maybe just a little bit less interactive, but he was very kind, and he wanted us to take lots of nice pictures, so that's what we did. So, I guess, overall, cannot recommend this enough. I mean, it's a good use of money. It's a good use of time. And if you're thinking that you would want to incorporate that into, like, a a rest day or a park day or a a non-park day and then go in the evening, like, go for fireworks and then go, like, do the park, definitely worth it. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have been in such a hurry to get to Magic Kingdom whenever we got there, I feel like we could have spent more time and just relaxed and took a nap and did whatever else since we were up at 4 a.m. Right. I mean, this really was a 18-hour day for us, but if we would have spent more time at the hotel relaxing or doing whatever else around there, we could have stayed until 1 o'clock and made even more out of the time that we had there definitely and another thing that i think is cool about it too or the the difference between that and like a halloween party is that it doesn't inconvenience other guests you know how like for a halloween party if you don't have a a ticket you get kicked out at seven so you don't get to watch the fireworks you don't get to like do really anything after evening time uh, this is an event where it's like, okay, everybody gets to watch the fireworks, everybody gets to leave, and then you're no longer, I guess, inconveniencing everybody else. So that's nice. All right, moving to Friday. Yeah, so that wrapped up our our Thursday. Super we went, long Thursday. Yeah, we went back to the hotel and we were out in within minutes. Yeah. So Friday morning, we switched from All Star Sports over to Coronado Springs for the rest of our trip. Uh, We got really lucky, and we were in a renovated room at the hotel. And whenever we got there, how we got there? Well, we drove. We drove over because we had to move our car from All Star Sports to Coronado Springs. And it just so happened, whenever we checked in, it was at like eight o'clock in the morning that they had a room ready for us as well. So we were able to drop all of our stuff off at our room. And we had breakfast the next or that morning at Whispering Canyon, which is at Wilderness Lodge. So there's no really easy way to get from a hotel to another hotel unless you're on the monorail line. So what we decided to do is we decided to take a minivan. I think that cost us about $28 or so. I think it was a little over 30 after we tipped the guy. But the minivan service is through the Lyft app. And it also is on the My Disney Experience app. So whenever you turn it on, there's a little button that said, hey, request a minivan. And so we request the minivan and it picked us up at our hotel and dropped us off directly at Wilderness Lodge. And we can't say how valuable this is for us. I mean, we were there within 15 minutes. Yeah. I think we, we by the time we Summoned called, the lift or the and, minivan. Yeah, by the time we did that... Until we got to Wilderness Lodge was probably 20 to 25 minutes. Not tops. even. And they're great cars. They all have, all have the, um, I think they're Chevy Traverses or Chevy Tahoes. And they're all, they're, they're red with white polka dots on them. 
Um, they're all clean cars and the drivers are great to talk to uh, while you're in them as well. More importantly, if you're into that sort of thing, they all come with two car seats. Right. So if you have small children and you're in a situation like us where, you know, let's say you're going from Coronado Springs to Trattoria Al Forno on the boardwalk or something, you'd have to go get on a bus, go from Coronado Springs to Epcot, walk through Epcot, get to the boardwalk, and then walk to the restaurant. That's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's over an hour to do that. Definitely, and you're, like, moving the whole time. Like, you really have to actively be paying attention. But for 30 bucks, you can summon this minivan, and they'll come pick you up. They'll put the car seats in the car for you. They'll drive you to where you need to be, and they'll drop you off. And they're super polite and friendly, and it saves you so much time and hassle that it is worth every single penny all the time. Another thing that's cool, the guy told us, um, so the Lyft app, I guess, will tell you to go. So if you're in Magic Kingdom and you summon a minivan, you, you can do that. Um, it will tell you to go over to like the Uber and Lyft station over at the, the Ticket and Transportation Center, but you actually have a special spot over by the bus lane that they'll come pick you up. Yeah, I think it's bus stop. I think he told us it's bus stop number six. Like it's in the first corral to. of bus lanes. So I thought that was really nice that like, hey, you know, you get what you pay for. You don't have to walk forever. You just kind of like show up and here it is. And it's similar to an Uber that like your corresponding number on the app matches the number on the car and all that kind of stuff. So it's like impossible to have a mix up. (laughs) It's super easy. So definitely something that uh, we would recommend and definitely made our morning a little bit more smooth. So we decided to go over to Whispering Canyon at Wilderness Lodge because they have a new breakfast menu and I I guess menu in general, Um, but it fit into our plans to go to breakfast there. Uh, So your turn. Right. So we had breakfast there and while we're talking about food, we also on this trip for our Coronado Springs stay, uh, we, we, yeah, we used our, we used a deluxe dining plan. So that gave us three dining credits per night per person so we each had a total of six dining credits to use during this trip and the whispering canyon breakfast was one for us so after we had breakfast at whispering canyon how was it that uh, was really good yeah the, oh what what did i have i had the uh was like did the i have meat the meat one yeah it was platter. like a meat lovers all you can eat platter it was scrambled eggs um bacon brisket sausage um, and uh, biscuits. I didn't say biscuits yet, did I? Correct. So yeah, it was it was that, and it's all you can eat. So, um, and it comes out like on a platter, family style, I guess you can say. So if you do finish your first platter, um, you can say, "Hey, Not I'd even. like to if have." If you just finish the bacon, right. and you're like, "I'll have more bacon, please," they'll just bring you more bacon. So I I had seconds of the uh, brisket that they had. It was it was a dry rub, but it was also a sweet. Almost barbecuey flavor brisket that was really good. It was almost it was like really a good. black pepper, honey, yeah, it, lemon pepper. It had something. something to it that made it really it was sweet. Pretty good. But no, it was really good. And um, as Rachel said, they it is a full new menu. So at dinner time, they have multiple different um, what do you want to call them? Platters. Family platters that they have now. 
So yeah, after breakfast, we got on a bus at Wilderness Lodge and headed over to Epcot to check out uh, the Flower and Garden Festival. What we did this time is we decided to spend some more time seeing some of the World Showcase stuff just because our last trip, we really looked in more detail in the countries Japan and Morocco. So we spent some more time in the countries while we were there. We walked completely all the way around starting in United Kingdom and or started I'm sorry, started in Canada and ended in Mexico. So we spent a little over an hour or so that we got to see everything that we wanted to see, took a lot of pictures. I don't think we took any video, but uh, we took a lot of pictures throughout there and uh, we were in and out of Epcot within an hour and a half. Yeah, because so we we left Epcot to head over to Animal Kingdom because that's where our fast passes were for the day. So unfortunately, due to our timing and poor planning, uh, we missed our Expedition Everest fast pass, which was our first one, which kind of bummed me out, but not a big deal. Um, but we also had fast passes for Safari and Flight of Passage. Yeah, and I will I will say real quick, we we missed our our first pass pass pass. We missed our first fast pass uh, just by about 20 minutes or so. Well, it was totally our fault, though. It, it, we thought it was no at doubt. one time. It there's, wasn't like transportation or anything. Yeah, there's no doubt. So that's why it is good to pay attention to the My Disney Experience app and take a look to see what time your things are. Because I remember we, we didn't realize it until we were on the bus on the way over. It's like, well, our thing ends in five minutes. Well, There's no way. And the no thing is, is that we were so convinced for whatever reason that it was like, this starts at 1.30 and right. joke was on us. It ended at like 1.20. So we're like, what were we even thinking? So that was kind of a bummer, but in the grander scheme of life, not a big deal. So we got to go on the safari and we got to go on flight of passage. Um, and then from there... We went back to the hotel to change our clothes so that we could um, have dinner at the Boathouse, which is, again, at Disney Springs. That is two table service credits. Uh, It's considered a more fine dining experience, but like we've talked almost every time, I feel like, in the podcast, it's worth it. The food is so good. Um, Right. It's just a great experience. And we... Doing the math for it is we figured out that our meal at the boathouse is by far a great deal for that. So we calculate that a dining credit, a table service dining credit, is work worth about thirty dollars. Um, so if that is worth two dining credits and your meal was going to be over sixty dollars, it's a win situation. Well, so, the thing is, is that you get a beverage and you get an appetizer and, and an entree and a dessert. And the so, thing is, if you're an adult over twenty-one, that includes an adult beverage. So, my meal that night, I had a, a beer. A, I had a beer, a salad, a a fillet, a eight ounce fillet, and we actually didn't get dessert because we were so full. No, but, but he let you switch your dessert credit for the macaroni and cheese that you like right. to get. Right, so I had a $75, $80 meal for the for price that we bucks. paid $60 three months before that. Right, so, so like, like we've talked before, the dining plan isn't for everyone, but it is kind of nice to not have to worry about coming home to a credit right. card bill that like you know you paid x amount for your vacation but hey jokes on you you're coming home to another $1,500 credit card bill um because of food and souvenirs and all that kind of stuff so having the dining plan you're kind of like hey 
I already paid for this. Yeah, I not, think I'll have the 90, dessert. <laughs> 95% of our vacation was paid for before we even right. got on an airplane. Right. Which is always nice. Um, so from there, we were trying to decide. We weren't really in the mood to go see fireworks, but we it was only like 6 o'clock or something crazy. So we were trying to decide, um, find something to do. And we, oh, did I say we drove yeah. to Disney Springs? Okay. We drove to Disney Springs. So Zach was like, hey, why don't we go over to City Walk? And I'm like, well, all right, I guess we can go to City Walk. So City Walk is the Disney Springs equivalent at Universal Studios. Did I say that right? Right. Okay. So um, just wanted to go over there, check it out, see what was going on. Um, they were having some sort of it was a high school, high school. senior it was graduation. Almost, it, to me, it was like a weird after prom thing that started like at seven because <laughs> it was like everybody had to have their wristbands, everybody had to be in by seven thirty. Like it, it was a little well, bit both, strange. Both, so, both parks. Whenever we got there, we got there at about I think we got there at seven o'clock or so. But both parks closed at seven to normal day guests. And they were just open for the high school graduates, seniors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, So there wasn't, there were, it seemed like there were a lot of people at City Walk at the time. Right. Just because it was a mixture of the kids, but then all of the day guests that are normally there were all out of the parks already. So they kind of needed somewhere to go. Right. So it was a little bit crowded, but definitely not unreasonable or unmanageable no. by any no, stretch. No, we still were able to walk around. So, and yeah, we everything. walked around, checked out some of the restaurants, um, and then we decided to take the resort transportation over to Hard Rock and Portofino Bay. Portofino Bay. Um, so, you can walk or take a bus or take a boat. And we opted for the boat. And the good Lord is going to strike me down right now, but... In terms of water transportation between Universal and Disney, Universal wins. Their boats are so nice. And I mean, I don't even know, like, what made them better, but, like, they were just they nicer. Just, well, they were newer, too. But it was like, they had, I guess it would be fake wood. I don't know. Like, it was stained. It was just a nice boat. I don't know. He's looking at me weird. I don't know. It was nice. The seats were nice. The atmosphere was nice. The lighting was nice. And I didn't feel... Like, this is weird, but I felt like it was maybe a little bit more stable. Do you Could feel like... Been. I mean, the the waterways there are a lot... I wouldn't say smaller, but they're more eh, narrow. True. And they're more... Um, I guess you can say... They're definitely just man-made for transportation. Right. Yeah, it's not like you're looking definitely... at anything or fishing or water skiing right. or anything like you are at Disney. So maybe that's what it was. Right. Like, I just, I didn't feel like I was sitting there getting sloshed around. Um, so that was nice. But we went to Portofino Bay, which is the nicest resort on Universal property. And holy moly, it was beautiful. It was definitely very upscale. Um, I guess, like, a Grand Floridian equivalent? I was just going to say it is Universal's version of Grand Floridian. It just happened to be Italian theme. Yeah, but just beautiful. So we got to walk around there for a little while, went back to City Walk. Uh, We got Voodoo Donuts just because I wanted to try some Voodoo Donuts. Um, Not that this is on topic at all. But my opinion is that duck donuts are better than voodoo donuts. So I agree. Moving forward, <laughs> I know I know everybody was super concerned to know that. Uh, so now you do. But 
We were there probably till 10.30. We were there for a while. It was probably about 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, 10.30. Yeah. Uh, we were there for quite a while. So hung out there for a little bit and then decided to call it a night and head back. Yes, we drove back to our hotel. Um, got back to our room. Oh, now. no, you did the... You did, that's when you discovered all the food. What did I discover? Because you... So when you get a dining plan, regardless of what uh, dining plan you'd like, you get mugs, travel mugs that are included with your dining plan. And they are best, or I guess only used at the resort. So um, you can go into the cafeteria at your hotel and get a beverage like coffee, tea, hot chocolate, pop, Gatorade, water, all kinds of stuff. Um, so Zach wanted to go over to the cafeteria and get something to drink and so there's what is it it's like the food court and then they have a sit-down restaurant and mm-hmm. a sports bar yep and they also had like a it was like a quick oh, mini mart like a mini mart that you could get stuff at and they also had a bar out by the water and then they're opening up more things at coronado springs i mean if coronado springs I guess we're going to get a little off topic here, but Coronado Springs, we had an unbelievable experience there. Um, I mentioned we had a completely remodeled room that had the touches of a deluxe resort, and the amenities that they have at Coronado Springs are second to none. They have a full fitness center and spa yep. at it's Coronado the only, Springs. It's the only moderate resort that does. No, and it just, we didn't spend any time there, but it was very close to where our room was uh there are multiple pools at coronado springs and the theming the grounds is great. are really nice yeah too. The, gr- the grounds are really clean really nice it was it seemed really quiet there too i was kind of surprised normally whenever we well value resorts are normally loud loud and then moderates i guess are kind of hit and miss um but it it was very quiet whenever we were there not that, complaining. That, yeah, that it's really crazy. stood out to me. And all the options that they had for food and drinks at the resort were second to none compared to, I guess I wouldn't say second to none, but they were, they were, they were good. really good. They were very they thorough. Were very, yes. Lots of different categories, lots of different things to choose from. Um, definitely not just your typical, like, here's a breakfast sandwich. Right. Get out of here. Um... So I guess moving on to Saturday morning. Saturday, we always have, it seems like, a day of food. Like that we eat three square meals a day and it's kind of a lot, but you're on vacation, so it's fine. And on this trip, Saturday was that day. So we started the morning at Crystal Palace because who doesn't love Crystal Palace and fried sugary goodness that comes with it. Then we kind of just hung out. We like went on people mover because that's what you do when you're full, and we I don't even think we did anything. Yeah, else. we went to we went to Tom Sawyer Island. We oh, spent, that's right. We spent time at Tom Sawyer Island. We spent probably a little over an hour there, if I were to guess. We really did. That I don't know. I've been there before, but it's been a long time. And same for you, I think. Yeah, it's been a so yeah. Long I forgot time we for we, we also rode the boat. We have. Oh yeah, we rode um, the boat, or the was the Liberty Bell, mm-hmm. all around the the uh, river. So we did some different things, but yeah, it was nice going over to Tom Sawyer Island, and it's very quiet over there. And it 
it has the feel, I guess, whenever you're over there, that it's weird to think that you're in a theme park. No, you, so I could have, there were these, these rocking chairs over, like, facing kind of Haunted Mansion, but mostly Frontierland. So I guess it would be like Hall of Presidents. And I seriously could have sat there all afternoon. Because yes. it was just people watching from was, across the water. That was another thing that Aunt Polly's was open, which is a quick service restaurant on the island, and that is almost never open. And they they have a different they have some different things on the menu that you can't get anywhere else in the park. I think they have uh, I guess you can call them gourmet peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And then they also have pulled pork sliders with coleslaw on biscuits. And then they also have like root beer floats and a couple other different things. But yeah, we just, we were able to relax over there. It was really, it was kind of hot at the time. And that's it was a, really hot. That's a shaded area. I would say 90% of the island is shaded. Yeah. And there's different seating areas over there that you can relax and sit down. We got a, I got a nice little video of um, Big Thunder Mountain going by because it's right across the river from there. But yeah, we spent a lot of time over there and it was nice and relaxing. Yeah. So then we went to Be Our Guest for lunch. Because again, who doesn't love Be Our Guest for lunch? Uh, I guess I should mention that Crystal Palace is one dining credit and Be Our Guest is a quick service credit. But on the deluxe dining plan, it doesn't matter. All credits are the same. So technically at that restaurant because it's a quick service restaurant for breakfast and lunch you get one beverage and one entree but i like the gray stuff cupcakes there um and i actually got to use a snack credit for it so that was cool because i didn't know that but now i do um so then we went over to hollywood studios because that's where our fast passes were for the day we don't get to ride Slinky Dog Dash very often. I think that was only our second time riding it. Yep. Just because it's so difficult to get a fast pass for it. And to me, it's I mean, it's fun, but it's not worth waiting in an 80-minute line for it. It's just too short for that. So we were able to get a fast pass in the afternoon for it. And then we also checked out Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy twice. Yeah. <laughs> or one and a half. Yes. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we, we went on it the first time, and it happened... To, I guess they had a technical malfunction in the middle of it that they dismissed everybody out of. Seriously, they were like, it's broken. You need to leave. Yeah, because people, I think people <laughs> were sitting there like, no, is this part of the show or something? But no, they had some technical difficulties that everybody left. And then I think that's whenever we went on Slinky, Slinky Dog Dash. And then afterwards, we went, back. we went back and it was opened back up and we got to uh, watch the rest of the show, well, watch the full show. Yeah, it, it was cute. It um, basically is just a, a, a like a, a pep rally of like be good to your friends and work really hard and you'll do great in life. So it was cute. It's a very very detailed animatronic oh, of for Lightning sure. McQueen. It really is. You mean Lightning McQueen? Or, wasn't on there. What did I just say? It's an animatronic. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, it's a very uh, detailed. Yeah, I was I was impressed. It's it's very cute. Um, there are lots of seats, so if you have little kids or you're a big kid that loves Lightning McQueen or cars in general, um, you don't need a fast pass for it. And the show runs, I think, every fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Yep. So you're really not waiting for any extended period of time. 
So that's cool. And if you are waiting, you can take pictures with some of the other Cars characters. Or the other Cars. Yeah. From Cars. I don't know. Um, so it was it was a really cool experience. It's If you're not familiar with where it is, it's tucked behind Rock and Roller Coaster. So walk like you're making the terrible life choice to go on Rock and Roller Coaster and turn right. And it's back tucked in that corner. So that was cool. Um, so from there, we walked from the entrance of Hollywood Studios over to the boardwalk because the boat was seriously like three boats backed up. Like there were so many people waiting. I don't understand why they don't have more than one boat going. But the cool thing is, is that you can walk from Hollywood Studios over to the boardwalk area. So technically you could walk from Epcot to, to Hollywood Studios or vice versa. It's a little far, but you can do it. So we decided to walk. It took us, I went Facebook Live, and I think it took us like 20 minutes. I think it took 20 minutes to get to the Yacht Club, which is where we had dinner. But it didn't seem like that long of a walk. I don't know. Mostly because we were Facebook Living and talking about all the hotels. And it's not like you're just walking down a straight path with nothing else going around, around you. You That's do true. walk past a lot of the stuff on the boardwalk. And the and, people riding those four-man bikes and yeah. all that kind So of stuff. It, it was a nice walk. It was it was a little hot, but we still got there in about 20 minutes or so. And we had dinner um, at Ale and Compass um, at the Yacht Club, which is our first time eating there. Um, it's actually, I think, our second time. We ate there for we breakfast. Ate the, we ate there for breakfast, but it was before they um, They definitely, it. I don't know if they renovated or if they just decided to change the class level of this restaurant because... We walked in, and it's it's difficult to be underdressed at Disney. Like, I, there are some restaurants that have dress codes, but not... Like, it was, you, it's okay to be right. underdressed at other restaurants. Right, when we walked in, And I in, really we were, was uncomfortable. We were wearing literally park, park park-going clothes. clothes, shorts, t-shirts, cutoffs, whatever. And it <laughs> seemed like Sorry. everybody around us... Was in like khaki shorts and stuff like that. But, I mean, I guess that's the thing. There are a few restaurants, as Rachel said, that are, that do have some dress codes, but... This um, wasn't one of them, but I felt like they were trying to enforce a casual, non-enforceable dress code. I don't know. It was weird. Um, So, we went there for breakfast the last time we were there, and this time, obviously, we went for dinner. I'm going to be honest... Not that I haven't been being honest this whole time. I didn't love it. It was okay. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah. I had a cheeseburger and a crab cake because those two things obviously go together. What did you have? I had, I started off with the appetizer that had like the their version of bread service that was a bunch of different rolls and then three different spreads to put on them. And then I had the, the steak that came with the butter and steak sauce and I think it came with fries but I mean it was okay now the problem with my I guess they'll say the problem with my steak and it wasn't really a big problem it was that I had the boathouse filet the night before so it was kind of like so oh my right and it's so like I'm used to eating the the filet and then I go to a sirloin and it's kind of like eh, I mean I guess this is okay but I mean it was good but it wasn't something I would go out of my way for Agree. Yeah, if it was like, if it, I was going to eat dinner or not. Or I'll, I'll say this, <laughs> if you're staying at the Yacht Beach Club or Boardwalk area 
and you're not. I don't, even, I don't no, even know if I would do that because there's ESPN Club, right. there's Trattoria Al Forno, there's Kate May, there's so many other things yeah. that you could eat that I don't think I would eat there yeah. anymore. Like if if I didn't have to, I don't think that I would. That would not be my first choice, and it would not be in my top fifteen. I agree. So sorry about that. Yeah, so that was dinner for us. And then... Yeah, so more importantly, after dinner, we walked over to get Ample Hills ice cream because it's the best. And then one thing that I did want to mention is that, so we were there um, over Masters weekend. So ESPN Club is right next to Ample Hills, and they were showing the Masters, the NHL playoffs, and the NBA playoffs. So I guess... If you want to go on vacation and still do stuff, you can. Like, I mean, you don't have to just be like, Disney all the time, you gotta go. Like, if you want to watch the Masters, you can watch the Masters. Or if your hockey team is playing, you can go to dinner and watch, like, at a sports bar, basically. And I will say, this is one of the few places that you can do that at. Uh, Disney does try to not have TVs if they do at have their TVs, restaurants. It's like Donald Duck, right? So, <laughs> okay, it Donald is. Duck. No, but, I you know, don't They don't want to have the TVs on and let you know what's going on. I guess in what you want to call the outside world, they want to try to keep you immersed in everything that's going on, and that's why ESPN Club can do that because that's what it's themed to do. Yeah, so that's a that's a cool um, little side note, I guess. So from ice cream, we walked through Epcot to get to the monorail um, to head to Magic Kingdom. We again hung around at the Polynesian for a little bit before fireworks, and then we went to Magic Kingdom to watch Happily Ever After, which is the nighttime spectacular at Magic Kingdom. And then we went back to the hotel, I think. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, we ended up coming home. Our flight was the next morning at about 11 o'clock or so, 11.30 maybe. I think we left our resort at 9. Uh, we had, I think, maybe three or four snack credits left, and you went down oh, yeah, I went and got, got a bunch snacks. of stuff to take with us to use up the remaining credits that we have while I went and got the car. So, yeah, that wrapped up our, our weekend 76-hour trip to Disney. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, I guess moving on a little bit, one thing that we kind of mentioned a couple times was how unusually hot it was for February in or February, geez, a little April in Disney. I'm getting a little tired, apparently. Um, so, our next episode, we're going to talk about how to handle hot days in Disney. So, we've talked about rainy days before, but since the weather is turning and quite frankly has already turned we're going to give you a couple of opinions just from things that we've done or things that we've told other people about on how to keep cool in the orlando climate atmosphere whatever um anything else you'd like to mention Okay, well, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Uh, We really would appreciate it if you subscribe to our podcast on whatever channel that you listen to or whatever platform you listen to, I guess. Um, Give us a rating and a five-star or something else. Um, 
because we really do love doing this and we'd like to be able to share more of it with the world. Which reminds me, we were going to start the episode thanking everybody for our official 300th download and we forgot. So thank you very much to everybody that listens. We really do love doing this and we like to share our love for Disney uh, with you guys. So we will see you in a couple weeks. Anything else? All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. For more information about booking your vacation, please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day.